It says, bring the whole tithe unto the storehouse that may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour you out so much blessings that you will not have enough room for it. Then I'd like to read you from verse uh, 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. We're going to title this this morning, A Mighty Harvest from the Fruit of Your Tithe. Now, we're not going to preach about you tithing because a person that don't tithe, God is not able to help you. It, a few verses up above that, it says that. Amen. But we want to share with you this morning what the promises of God is for you for the fruit of your tithes. I hear people tell me sometimes, well, it's something I owe God, which you do, so I don't expect nothing back. That's the reason you don't get anything back, because you're not expecting a harvest from your tithes. So when you give this morning, and I'm, we're not sharing with this is to get you to tithe because the church needs the money. If you was here when Brother Randy did an excellent job presenting the financial report for the last two years, I guess it was, because last year we didn't have it on account of the COVID, the church is not only meeting its need, but it's gradually increasing financially. Huh? So we know you're tithing, but are you receiving the fruit of the harvest from your tithes? And God says, I'm going to open the floodgates from heaven, and I'm going to pour you out a blessing so big it's not going to be enough room to receive it. Second Chronicles 31 and 11 says, let me just sort of paraphrase, you'll have to build special storehouses. The blessings were so abundant and provision that the storehouse would not hold it because it overflowed. God wants you blessed. You're the child of God. You're the of the household of God. He wants your tithes that you've given to God to bring a harvest into your life like you've never witnessed before. And the circumstances don't have nothing to do with it. Well, it's just a bad circumstance. I want you to notice he said, I, God, will pour you out a blessing. You don't expect to get it from here on this earth. You expect to get it from God, okay? Now, he's going to pour you out a blessing so big that you're not going to be able to receive. Abundance of blessing. Revelation 3 and 7 said, He, God, opens 
And what he opens, no man can close. When he opens abundance to pour out upon you, to the God that gives you power to get wealth. To get wealth. God wants you blessed. I mean, you know, you could do more for the kingdom of God if you was more blessed in the kingdom of God. And the church could do a lot more if they had a lot more. It's not just to build us up, but it's to build up the kingdom of God. You say, well, what little bit my mount count? You'd be surprised what little you put in and what harvest you can get from just a seed. Brother James Clayton shared this with us in a one Wednesday night service. One grain of corn sowed into the ground will produce 15 grounds, 1,500 grains of corn that year. So just one little seed sown, and what will it bring to you? Deuteronomy 1 and 11 said, The Lord God of your father will make you a thousand times more than you are and bless you as he have blessed and promised you. We won't go back to the book of Genesis and read some of those in the book of Exodus. He promised to multiply. How many wants God to multiply the fruit of your harvest? He says, I will do it. I'm expecting to do it. I, I'm receiving it. How many are going to receive this? You're going to receive this this morning. They're going to come up and pray over you. They're not going to pray over your tithes now. What are they going to pray over? The fruit of the harvest from your tithes. So he's going to bless you. Glory to God. Have not have room to explain. Dr. Oral Roberts, he's a founder of the Oral Roberts University. He's the first man in this century, maybe the 19th century, that ever started preaching on healing. And I won't go into problems he had. The kind of, well, he just had tremendous problems because he preached about healing. Now, this is what he says. He says, having room to receive, God is speaking of ideas. God is speaking an idea. And I want to share that with you this morning. When God gives you an idea, I want you to cherish it and hold on to it. The devil is a thief. He's a liar. He'll try to drown what God gives you and tells you it's never going to work. He's a liar and a father all lies. And then it also, it deals with insight. There's a magazine that I used to get once a month years ago, and I quit prescribing for it. It's called Insight. I didn't know really what all that meant until I read some of these other things by Dr. Roberts. Insight. How many know that God can give you an insight? Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. And when God gives that gift inside you, the first thing that happened, the devil, Matthew 13, is going to come and try to steal that seed out of your life. Now, the, that, that glory to God. That's why you have so much struggle sometimes because the devil knows what God has spoken will come to pass. Huh? That's, why he, that's why he fights you so bad because he knows that's coming to pass. But if he gives you an idea, you're going to have to work it. You can't just put it up here and forget it. Put it down here and forget it. You're going to have to work it. 
Faith without works is dead. You got to work the dream and what he gives you. Then it also means concept. He gives you concept of things. He gives you an idea. And as he was teaching this one time, there was a man sitting in the church hearing Brother Roberts preach and teach this, and he sat and listened intensely with faith because God many years ago had given him an idea. He tried to sell that idea for quite some time and got turned down every time. How I many you know we don't want to let anything to steal what God has promised us and put in our hearts? He'll discourage you. Brother Yoakum, our pastor, used to teach us, the devil has never won over you. You always just give up. If you don't give up, he can't win. When you give up, he wins. And this man listened intensely with faith. When he got up from there, he went home, crawled up in his attic, pulled out this idea that he had hid in the attic that he could not sell, and went out and tried and sold it again, and it brought in him millions of dollars the rest of his life. We all know Emily, wisdom, is going in the cooking business, right? He's starting out. She brought us some cake to Starla, some little cookies, and she gave us two of them, and were they yummy. Y'all get ready. In a few years, the news media will come and interview her, and they're going to ask her, where are you from? She's going to say, I'm from Huffines. And they're going to say, where in the world is Huffines? Some people doubt whether this will ever work or not. That's why ideas don't never form and produce a harvest because the Satan tells you it's not going to work. He's a liar. He's stealing your harvest. Come on, you ought to shout. He don't let nothing steal your harvest because God has promised it to you. You said, how can that happen in this little old town? One of my brothers lived just a couple of doors down from us. For years, a few years ago, he had a world-famous squirrel dog. That's the truth. He still got the magazine. They came up and said, we want to go see this squirrel dog hunt. And they did, and, and he got in the magazine. On one side of us lives the Stubbs boys. One of them's in Major League Baseball. One of them's in the minor. On the other side, oh my goodness. What I'm trying to say, it doesn't matter when God gives you an idea, if you'll hold on to it, and if you'll work it, you'll see the fruit of your harvest. Well, I was expecting to get money. You're not going to get no money until you work the idea, and you put the insight to work. How many have ever heard of Ross Perot? He said, one idea from God can let you live like a king the rest of your life. Just one little idea, just one seed, plant it and work it. And don't get discouraged. I'm trying to think of the guy who lived on the other side of us. That's Peter's, right? You, you, you heard of him. Amen. Several years ago, they interviewed the Miss Texas. She was from Wascom, Texas. 
They said, where in the world is Wascom, Texas? And she told them, so what do y'all do on Saturday night? She told them about Wascom, Texas. What do y'all do on Saturday night for entertainment at a town like that? We sat on the tailgates of our boyfriend's trucks and see which one can spit tobacco the furthest. Huh? Come on now, God can bring about anything if you will work the idea that he's given you. He'll bring a harvest, abundance of harvest, greater than you can even imagine. We're not talking about your tithe. We're talking about the harvest you're going to get from the fruit of your tithes. Well, I don't tithe very much. Well, it doesn't matter how much you're giving. God's going to bless you. When you do what you can. Satan is out to steal. Every good and perfect gift come down from the Father of light. The Bible said in Habakkuk 2 and 3. For the, fish, the vision is yet for, for appointed time. But at the end of it it shall speak and it not lie. And though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Without a vision, people perish. That's why God gives everybody a vision. You say, he had never gave me one. Yes, he has. You read your Bible, he gave you a vision. You probably ignored it, and the devil just snatched it out of your brain. But you got to protect it. you got to fight the foul, the unbelief of it, doubt and fear off of it. And you got to believe what God has said unto you. It shall come to pass. I believe the word of God. I believe there's abundance for us. Abundance. As a man has to work, if you're going to have a life, you're going to have to work. I don't know, some seem not working today and got a life, but I'm talking about a kind of life that God intends for you to have. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to work your vision. You're going to have to work your dream. Like this man went and hid it in the attic because nobody wouldn't buy it. Wouldn't buy it. How many of you have heard of Tom Brady? Anybody ever heard of him? He's the winningest quarterback that's ever been. He studies it night and day. He went, when they played the Super Bowl this year, he went to the motel two days ahead of time by himself, allowed no one to go with him, allowed no one in his room for two days because he meditated on the game. You say, well, I'm not going to do that. You're going to have to meditate on the treasure that God has given you. The Bible said you've got to meditate it on a day and night. You've got to nourish it. You've got to baby it. Amen? You've got to keep that dream alive because surely it will what? It, it, it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Few recognize the gift that God puts in them. Because Satan immediately will tell you, well, that ain't no good. Nothing ever going to come out of that. He's a liar. And the reason he's so eager to get against you because he knows what God has given is going to come to pass. If he knows it, how much more so should we know it? The children of God, what he gives us, it is going to come to pass. It may take it a while, but it's going to come to a pass. Zacchaeus is the only man in his town knew the treasure that Jesus had. He climbed up in a tree to see him. Jesus never invited himself to go eat with anybody in that town but Zacchaeus. Listen, the Lord will give you a vision. He's going to come to eat with you. 
he himself is going to rebuke the devourer, not for his sake, for your sake. He's going to rebuke the devil for your sake. The book of Jude, chapter 1, only one, one chapter, I believe it's verse 9. The chief Michael Anger was having a dispute with Satan over where Moses was buried. Even though he's the chief archangel, he cannot rebuke another angel. He does not have that authority. It's throughout your Bible. He don't have authority to do that. But how many know that you have a God-given authority to resist the devil, submit yourself to God, submit to the devil, and he will do what? But Michael, the chief angel, didn't have that authority to rebuke this angel. But he did say, the Lord rebuketh you. How many of you could say, the Lord rebuketh you, Satan? The book of Daniel. Daniel had prayed for an answer, and it had not come. But the chief, Michael, the archangel, showed up and said, I would have been here sooner, but the devil has hindered me. But I want you to know you got God working on your side. You got angels working for you, helping you to get the answer to you that God, come on church, God is helping you, angels is helping you. Make sure the angels going to get the message to you that God has intended for you to have to bless your harvest when you give to God. He's going to bless you abundantly. And your storehouse shall run over. It's so many times it's mentioned in the Bible about appointed time. God has appointed time for everything. And his appointed time, Jesus was born. He came to the world. Pharaoh was the only one in all of Egypt looked at Joseph and saw the Spirit of God was in Joseph. You got to see that God's Spirit is willing to give you what you're looking for. You're going to be blessed. You say, well, Brother Billy, we're in this pandemic that ain't got nothing to do with God blessing you. Huh? You look at Job and what he got. He got a double portion at the end of his life and the worst times that he ever was in his life. The worst time has nothing to do with what God can do. Huh? If we're looking at the worst times and what's going on, then we're ruling him out. We're ruling him out. He's going to rebuke the devil for your sake. Because he's promised you a harvest. And he wants you to get that harvest. He wants you to have abundantly. Psalms 35 said, Let the Lord be magnified, which have pleasure in the prosperity of of his saints. God rejoices over his people in their prosperity because that's where it comes from. Everything we have comes from who? God. There's a man went into a city and he asked another man, said, I guess a lot of important men were born here. He said, no. Everybody born in this city was born naked. See, you have to take the dream that God gives you Every dream comes from God, and you've got to work it. You've got to keep it before you at all times. That's why it's so important to have a picture of what God wants to do in your life. If you don't, you're soon going to what? Forget it. 
How many have heard heart-stirring messages in a few days you can't even remember what was said? That's the devil stealing your dream, stealing the word. And when he gets the word, you can't have a harvest of your tithes. Deuteronomy 16, 15 said, The Lord your God shall bless you in all of your ways and increase you. It's God's plan for every child. Any normal parent wants their child to increase. Is that right? You want your children to increase and probably increase more than you increase. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more so will God give you the Holy Ghost to ask for him? Because he loves you. He loves you. Nobody loves you as much as you God does. Your mama loves you a lot, but God loves you more. And he wants to see you blessed in everything you do. Jeremiah 1 and 12, I am ready to perform my word. If you're saying, well, God's getting ready, let me ask you to do something. Quit saying God's getting ready. He's not getting ready. I, Jeremiah said he's ready. When Jesus said on the cross, it's finished, he had come and completed the work that he was sent to do. It is finished. And Jeremiah wrote, said, God's not getting ready. He's what? Ready to do what? Pour you out blessings that you're not able to receive, that your storehouse is not going to be able to hold it, what he's going to bless you with. He's going to bless you. Proverbs 8 and 18 said, Riches and honor are with me, the Lord says. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. And righteousness. So God is blessing us, and we're going to increase. Malachi 3 and 11 and I will rebuke the devourer for whose sake? Your sake. Not for God's sake. He didn't say, I'm going to rebuke the devil for my sake. I'm going to rebuke him for your sake. I'm going to tell him to get his hands, oh God. Many years ago, before I was ever in the ministry, I was visiting one Saturday up close to Green's farm and knocked on this lady's door. She asked me in. She had two children I talked with for a while. She said, if you want me to like you, you're going to have to do what? Said, so you said it, I think. If you want me, you're going to have to do what? If you want God to like you, you're going to have to like his children. Hmm? A guy told me one time, said, I just love to preach. That, but I can't stand them saints. Well, he's in the wrong occupation, you know. My goodness, how, how can he be effective, you know? You got to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, and all your strength. And the second commandment is like the first one, you love your neighbor. And God's going to bless you. I don't know about you, but I feel abundance coming to your life. I feel something coming in your life when God gives you an idea. If you'll take it and nurture it and work at it and stay with it, something good's going to happen in this house. Something good. Everything there is a person reason Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 to everything there is a personal reason and a time so don't get discouraged it may not be your time to get it but he said don't worry it's on its way your blessing is on its way it's already blessed there the good things of God even 
The Lord is to rebuke Satan for our sake. He wants us to have a mighty harvest for our tithes when we give our tithes. He wants us to be blessed in everything we do and everything we put our hands to. He wants you blessed. Blessed. John D. Rockefeller was the first billionaire in America. He said when he started out tithing, his tithes was $150. He said, every dime I have, God gave it to me. He was a billionaire. At the age of 58, the doctors told him, said, you got an incurable disease. We can't help you. He called his friends together and said, I want you to take my fortune. And I want you to distribute to organization that can do the best for it. That's where pen selling come from. Because they distribute to a place that they come up with pen selling. As many other names we could give you. But that, I, want you, I want you to know. But during this time, God miraculously healed Rockefeller. He just miraculously healed him. At 58, he said it's over with. But now God has miraculously healed him. He died at 98. His tithes were $350 million a year when he died. Because when God gives you a dream and a vision, if you'll nurture it and take care of it, God will bless your life. Huh? And I'm not saying you're going to get billions, but God can enrich your life abundantly and give you a harvest from your tithes. From your tithes. From your tithes. We're getting ready here in just a few minutes to close. James 5 and 7 said, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the Lord come and see how the farmer waits for the harvest. A farmer never rejoices in planting a seed. He never rejoices in planting a seed. He doesn't rejoice in plowing the corn and fighting the, the stuff off of it. He rejoices in the harvest. When the harvest comes. It's recorded this, this farmer had 1,700 acres of corn. And he had a bad year because it didn't get to rain. A crop can't produce, it gets rains. If you're going to cherish your vision that God gives you, it's going to have to be watered. You're going to have to take care of it. You're going to have to keep it alive. But he had a crop failure that year. And someone asked him, said, now what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to double. I'm going to plant 3,400 acres next year. That's what faith says. Faith does not look at the failure. Faith looks at what's going to happen next. Amen? The devil wants you to look at the failure. The devil wants you to look at bad things. The devil wants you to look at things that's not never going to happen. And he'll, he'll, he'll turn your vision over to where somebody else, this and this and this and that. But you've got to keep your eye on your vision and what God has said to you. He's going to bless you beyond measure. Going to pour out blessings that you can't able to receive. The wonderful things of God. He's going to give you twice as much. James 5 and 11 talks about the blessings of that God poured on it, Job, because he persevered. He persevered. Back close to the Depression in Kentucky, there was a young girl that was born named Mary Crow. 
Her father worked in the coal mines and they were very poor. She washed her father's overalls by hand. But she had a dream. Tammy told me a while ago, said that this cooking business came from God to Emily. Said it's like something was birthed in her. How I many you know God wants to birth something in you? Huh? He wants to birth something in you. How many have ever heard of famous Amos cookies? Anybody ever heard of those? He was standing on a Grand Canyon, depressed, down and out. I don't know what he intended to do, but he was standing there. But all of a sudden, popped in his mind was his mama's chocolate chip cookies. He went home and baked them. To his amazement, they sold. And you know the rest of the story. You see, the abundance that he got. So Mary Crow had this vision or dream. I want to go to a university. I want to get an education, but I ain't got no money. My parents ain't got no money, but she dreamed. She dreamed in her mind what the university was going to look like, what kind she was going to attend. And she told it to people. And one day, a very rich man came through the city some people say, well, I don't believe in coincidence. Well, I do. I believe in coincidence. I believe God just shows up sometime. How many of you just have had God just showed up? You call it a coincidence, whatever you want to call it. But God sometimes just shows up. He, this rich man sh- sh- showed up in the city. He went to the pastor and said, I've come here to give enough money for one child in this country that you think is worthy. I will pay their total cost for them to go to the university and their board and everything. I will pay it all. Here's the money they would take. The pastor says, what do you think the pastor said? Let me just help you out. What do you think the pastor said? What? I know the woman. He went to Mary Crow and said, look what I got here for you. When she got to the university, what did she see? Huh? The same university that she saw in her vision or in her mind that she had nursed all those years was when she was washing her father's overalls. She graduated and moved to New York. She wanted to become a salesman. So she went to the one of the largest sales company in New York, and they said strictly, no, this is a man's business. No woman allowed. So she went back. What did she do? Went back depressed, down and out. No, she went back because she knew. Church, when you know in your heart, like a pastor asked a woman one time, a sister in the church said, how do you know that? She said, I just know that in my knower. I mean, sometimes you just know it in your knower. Somebody else may not know it, but you got it in your knower. She went back the next day. He said, no. Well, we'll just make the story short. She just kept going and kept going. How many know that God has given us, hallelujah. The widow woman just kept what? What'd she do? Your dream can never come true unless there's perseverance. And sometimes there's going to be labor, sometimes there's going to be sorrow, and sometimes it's going to be setback, but there's never going to be a time of defeat if you'll keep on dreaming. And finally he told her, said, well, I'm going to let you try it, but you're, not, you're going to have to work strictly on commission. I'm not going to give you no salary like we do BS because you're a woman. We don't want you in here to start with, so to speak. She said, I'll take it. She was the first person that ever worked for that company 
in one year was able to join the Million Dollar Club. She sold over a million dollars, uh, earned over a million dollars her first year. And she was one of the first to be inaugurated in the Million Dollar Club because she'd done it in one year. I'm not saying you could do that, but I'm saying you can work your dream, you work your vision, and stay with it because God is rebuking your devour. Amen? When you get discouraged, I guarantee you God is standing up and rebuking your devour. He's coming against that spirit himself. And then he having his angels to come and help get that answer to you. He's not no respect to a person. He did it for Daniel. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for me. The wonderful blessings of God is upon us. The good things of God is happening in our lives today. So the farmer, he does not rejoice over the seed. He does not rejoice on planting and plowing and keeping. He rejoices over the harvest according to the book of James. He enjoys the harvest, the fruit of his labor. Second Peter 2 and 4 said, God has given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of his divine nature. One of his divine natures is to bless you because you are of him. And when he blesses you, he's blessing himself. So God bless you, Brother Don, come in and take charge of the service right now and whatever they have on their mind. And, and uh, we asked you last week not to put your tithe and the offering. You may have already done that, but Brother Don will take care of all of that. I got mine laying over there right there. Praise God. Brother Don. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. The singers are coming. We're going to come on, musicians. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you have already put your envelope, your tithing or offering back in the wooden boxes and you did it this morning, that's okay. We want you to just come by anyway. And, and I won't anyone think any different of it. But uh, we're going to ask our ushers, a couple of them, three of them, however many they got together, and we're just going to, you know, the pandemic's over. The masks are gone. We didn't take up offerings when the pandemic was going on. We set an empty pew between us. We didn't hold hands during prayer. I'm glad that mess is gone. Things are getting back to normal. But we're going to ask you this morning, as we play and sing, uh, I've got your music right out there. Kate, can you walk right around that corner and look down right there? Right there. Right there. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we're just going to ask you to bring your offering by here. Y'all get right here close. I want you one right here, Keenan, and right there, Kelly. Somebody may have two envelopes, so you may want to drop one there and then get another one. We got to think big. Hallelujah. God is not a little God. He's a great big God. Hallelujah. But before we take this offering, Brother Ken, where are you? There you are. He's going to pray over this, this offering, and he's going to share some stuff with us just for a few seconds.
Well, y'all know me, I like to talk. That's one thing the devil don't like about me is because when I talk, I talk faith. And I want to speak to you just a minute. If, if you come to our Bible class on Sunday mornings, you know how much we believe in speaking the Word of God. And, you know, I've also said that sometimes when we, we look in the mirror and we speak in our healing and our blessings, you're actually seeing yourself and you're looking back and you're talking to yourself. And to me, that is the way that things get accomplished in our, our lives. Let me ask you something. Brother Bill read the scripture that, um, of course, I was going to read. But w when you go to the grocery store, what do you go there to get? Simple question. Groceries, right? When you carry your groceries out, you pay for them, and then you take them out. When we bring our tithes and our offerings to the house of God, we ought to expect the same thing right then and there as we do when we go to the grocery store. That this is my blessings coming back. When, when we go to the, I'm going to get you to say something. I want you to speak some things over yourself, your family, your finances, your business, whatever it may be. You want to say something? I forgot to mention Marquise Brown back there. For years, he, I won't, you'll find out what his dream was. He's had this dream that came into pass the other day because he dreamed it and he kept steadfast with it. He kept working at it until it came. And he can expect something bigger to come. Amen. And I know he's probably planning on something bigger to come. If you dream big, you expect big, you're going to get it. It's not going to delay. It's going to come. Amen. Amen to that. Um, what I wanted to say here this morning, if you go to the grocery store, you expect to get groceries. When you bring your tithes and offers, what do you do? You say, well, it's a, it's, it, I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed to do it. It's a, it's a habit. It's a ritual. It's a routine. It's a rut. Well, let me tell you something. When we bring our tithes and offerings to the house of God, we ought to say, Lord, I'm coming to you. I am seeing the windows of heaven open. We need to speak. Remember what I said a week or two ago? We need to speak the things that are already supposed to happen, that they're already done, that they've already been taking place. Lord, I'm coming. I'm laying this offering here. I'm laying this tithe here. I am seeing the windows of heaven open. And I'm seeing you rebuke the devourer for me. Now, how important is that, that the devil is rebuked because we are faithful to God? Our lesson today was about faithfulness. And then right here it says, and people are going to call us blessed. Well, well, if somebody calls me blessed, am I supposed to feel? Yes, we are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. We ought to be proud of who we are and what we do in the kingdom of God and how we do it. So when we come with our tithes and offer, let's just don't come set it in. I, I'm guilty of it too. Oh, here, Lord, I owe you this. Well, we're supposed to pay our tithes and offering, but God is going to reward us for doing it. That's the thing. If there's things in your life you need, when you pay your tithe and your offering, claim it. Claim it. Speak it out loud. Look in the mirror and speak it to you. Speak it to yourself. Where you can hear yourself say, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. In the name of Jesus, my bills are paid. If Sister Jane Nichols was here today, she would tell us that she has given and given and given when she didn't have it to give. And the Lord say, move my missions or tithes or whatever it was. And the next thing she know, somebody would come give her money. She was a prime example of faith and speaking the things. When you don't have it, give it because God's going to provide. And we all ought to remember that because she spoke about it all the time. And I thank God for people like that. Listen, church, 
let's start believing and speaking the things of God and you and I will be rewarded. We get ideas. He, I love what he said a while ago about ideas. Last year I had an idea. I had an idea. I started working on it and working on it and working on it. Every single door. This was a fleshly ideal, I thought. I really did. Every door was shut. November, December, January, February. I'm like, my goodness. I kept going and I kept trying and I kept working and I kept searching and I kept hunting. Shut door, shut door, shut door, shut door. In March, the Lord changed my whole total direction that quick. And he opened up a door that was beyond what my thoughts and imaginations were. I don't think that we realize that we can think better, think higher, think more than what God has got because we feel like we don't deserve it. I know I'm, I'm going to preach, y'all. I might preach. Dear Lord, I think we need to open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts and our minds to the way that the Lord wants us to. He has got every means of every single thing that you and I need right at our fingertips. If we would just speak it and believe it and know, God, I'm bringing this window open right here today. I'm bringing this one because of the virus, debut because of my behalf. So in the name of Jesus, if you let's stand. In the name of Jesus, let's stand. We want to pray. Like Brother Bill said, we're not praying over this tithes offer. We're praying over our faith to soar. Our, our words to be encouraged. Our words to, to bring results in our lives. We get what we speak. If we speak negative and down, we're going to get it. We speak life and breath and hope and faith and truth, we're going to get it. So in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, Daddy, in the precious name of Jesus. Oh, oh, you're so faithful to us, dear Lord. You're so faithful. I pray, God Almighty, that each one of us in this place, that our faith could soar mightily, God. That our words would be confident words. Words of hope and words of faith and words of truth in the name of Jesus. Lord, don't let us undoubt you, God. Don't let us belittle you, Lord. Help us to dream big. Help us to reach out for things that we don't even believe are possible. Oh, my God, you're the door opener. You're the window opener, Lord. You're the one that rebukes and devour for us. And we bless your Amen. name, God. Help us to grow spiritually, Let the Lord. Fire Help fall. us to grow in the name of Jesus. To what you need us to believe and what you need us to speak. Praise in Jesus' God. precious Hallelujah. name, we praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.